the people that will benefit the most, those really chaotic, driven people like us. <laughs> I was going to say, do you know anyone like that? They will benefit the most, but they are the least likely to give it a chance. If you're always going and your mind is always going and you can't settle down, you can't relax. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Interesting People Podcast. This one I love to death because I'm currently working with you guys as well. It is Light Side Floats here in Frederick. Excited to get your story. I'm joined by... I'm Tom Palermo and I am the Float Master General. Alyssa Palermo and I am the Founding Floatista. You guys have wonderful titles. This is the best. I'm, I'm the Grand Poobah of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Light Side Floats. Some people may be familiar with your original name of Float Frederick. It is a flotation therapy center. What would you tell people about flotation therapy? What's your quick pitch on it? So if you want to feel better right away, if you're out in this weather, you're shoveling snow, you fell down on the ice, you're going to be sore for a couple days. If you want that couple days to end today, come in and see us. You float in salt water. It's heated salt water. I like to avoid the word tank because I think a lot of people have seen like, especially with Stranger Things and other things coming out, there's this idea that you're kind of in like a metal coffin when you do this. You guys have like big open rooms. Yeah, ours are more like walk-in closets. So you could stand up and jump around in there. It's not anything that's anywhere near restrictive. It's not a tank. It's not a pod. You don't have to close a lid on yourself. Our facility is designed to be very familiar. When you go in there, you're going to see a shower with white tile. Very familiar. There's nothing space-agey about our layout. It's very calm. It's very neutral and inviting. So when you go into your float cabin, is what we officially call it, it has a clear glass shower door. And on the inside of your cabin are controls for lights and sound. If you want total darkness and total quiet, you can have that. And if that's not for you, right off the bat, have the lights on and listen to soft, soothing music. If that's going to get you in and that's going to get you kind of relaxed, we realize that it's a a new concept for most people. So we want to make it as inviting as we possibly can to everyone. And the other service you guys have are hydro massages. I jokingly tell people, if you want a massage, but you don't want people to touch you, that's what hydro... It's a water bed. It's like water jets, right? Yes. It's heated. We have the table heated to about 102 degrees. So you lay down, especially on a day like this, my joints are aching. I've been thinking... I want to run over because really 15 minutes you lay on that hydro massage table and you feel wonderful. It's a great thing to do on a lunch break. Like I'm feeling really achy today and that's been on my mind. Hydro massage. Let me lay on that warm bed. Let those jets hit me and I'm just going to melt away. So I'm kind of curious with the backstory of it. Who was the first person to discover it? The whole backstory starts in 1987. Do you want to go back that far? Of course. Yeah. All right. Let's go. So in 1987, we have known each other since preschool. We're from the same town. Didn't know each other in preschool school, but our paths have crossed a lot before we actually became a couple. We started dating April of our senior year of high school, so only really like two months. So technically, we're high school sweethearts. Her maiden name was O'Neill, and mine's Palermo. So we were in homeroom together all four years of high school. Oh, yeah, O&P. Yeah. Yes. And she was not a big fan of me through most of high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my senior year of high school was over my friend's house, and he had a basketball hoop tacked up onto a tree. Nowhere near official, but all of my friends are, you know, we're all about 5'10-ish. There's like a little stump underneath the tree that you could kick off of and you could dunk. Oh. Right. So it was May of 1987, went up, I dunked, I landed wrong and severely sprained my ankle. It was a really bad sprain where like a month later it was still black. I couldn't really dance at our prom. Right. We didn't dance or take pictures at the prom. Oh, no. Yeah. So kind of sad, but, you know, I was a little bit messed up. I was 18. Eventually, it got better, or so I thought. Went on with my life and, you know, sporadically had back problems. It's not even like I was doing really intensive things. I'd be brushing my teeth, stand up from that, and my back would just spasm. 
Mm. And it would tighten up and it would be out for three or four days. But I was in my 20s. So I was like, well, this sucks. It's three or four days of pain. I'll get over it and I'll be fine. Go to a chiropractor here and there, you know, to get a few adjustments. Life goes on. Started a career in law enforcement. I was a police officer from 92 to 2009. You know, had some issues there, but I went through two separate police academies. I was running five miles a day, seven miles a day. Very active. Let's talk about your motorcycle accident on duty. Think that had anything to do with your pain? Maybe. I don't know. So, oh, man. Yeah. So <laughs> Sounds like you have a history of, well, you know what? We have a kinship in that. We, yeah. we both have running lives of just getting hurt. These things are a mystery. Went on with my life, back issues here or there. But as I got older, those two or three days of pain turned into a week of pain, two weeks of pain. And the recovery time obviously got a little bit longer. Jump ahead in the story to about three years ago, we were fortunate enough to buy a second home and it was a foreclosure. So I was kind of remodeling, doing what I could. And I was laying down one of those peel and stick floors in the basement. Stood up from that. My back went out. It was July 3rd. Oh no. Yeah. Getting ready for a party. This was a seasonal home near a Lake. We're oh, going to have okay. friends and family over. He was really rushing to get the basement done because it was going to be a big gathering place, like a bar, kind of fun place to hang out. And he really wanted to have this party. I was like, oh, no. My back went out. I was in pain. And I was like, man, this... This stinks. So now we cut to September. I'm still in the exact level of pain. Oh, geez. Yeah. So it never released. I went for chiropractic adjustments. I went for physical therapy. I went for everything, and it just wouldn't release. Yeah, there were mornings that he asked me to help him put on his socks. It was chronic, intense pain. And because I have more than just passing family history of addiction issues, I didn't take anything for pain. I hadn't really slept well because when your back's out like that, you know, I kind of flip from side to side. So so whenever you turn over, the pain wakes you up. Didn't get a good night's sleep for about three months. And as luck would have it, I guess this is where fate kind of intervenes. Our other business, the insurance office, we placed an ad in a magazine up in Hagerstown. We always like to check those things, make sure they got the phone number right, the address right. So we're looking at that. And then there's a similar business up in Hagerstown. So she said, hey, this might help you. I'll try anything. You know, if something's going to give me relief, I had one really bad experience with acupuncture that she could tell you about. He did it in a mall on a whim. I mean, I don't think that's the kind of thing you want to do. (laughs) Oh, so it was maybe not the most licensed of acupuncture. I don't think so. You know, not my, my, my smartest idea. But I tried it. I really wasn't in pain. I was just like, oh, I heard some good things about acupuncture. Yeah. Uh, This was way before this incident. It was just on a whim. I was at the mall. I think her and the kids were shopping for something. I was like, I got 10 minutes to kill. Let me go do some acupuncture. You know what? I want to hear about more people doing, like, impulse acupuncture. Yeah. Was that the name of the place, impulse acupuncture? I don't know what what the name was, but. Maybe. (laughs) I went in. I tried it. I was a mess probably for a week or two. Now I've gone subsequently to some legitimate acupuncture people. I've had much better results since then. So I'm not trashing acupuncture. And so we have you at Hagerstown. So you're trying this location. Right. So I'm at Hagerstown. I went up there. The inner business person in me wasn't a fan so much of the way it was operated. And you know, you're claustrophobic. I did a little bit of research before I went up there, went in the pod. Physically, I felt better. That night, I got a good night's sleep. I woke up kind of refreshed, and it lasted me for a good while. I felt really good. But as soon as I came back from there, I said, I think this might be something we should look into. I think this is a good remedy for me, and if it helps me, it might help other people. So that started our journey of getting our facility open. So that was September of 15, and our facility opened August of 16. We didn't fool around. Yeah. No, you guys made that happen. Yeah. We pushed. It was... 
a challenge. It's different. Nobody in the county had ever seen it. Nobody in the city in the Office of Planning and Permits had ever heard of it. So it was interesting getting our concept understood and, and what we were trying to do. We made it happen. Is it involves water? It involves all these kind of things. Like, yeah. I don't know what boxes you'd tick if you were getting that started. And it makes it interesting for construction, too, because of the salt, the Epsom salt. There's 800 pounds of Epsom salt in each float tub. We have to have pretty much a marine-grade environment. So the materials made it interesting for construction. And you guys filter it, like, seven times each time, right? So there's you've got to have some, like, heavy-duty filtration units we as well. Yeah. Did you guys do any extra kind of traveling to try out other flotation places other than just the Hagerstown one? We or? did, and, and Tom did an apprenticeship out in Oregon. He can tell you about that. I went out to Oregon and then we went out to Texas. Really? You know, if you're opening a sandwich shop, you probably know somebody else who owns a sandwich shop. Yeah. You could kind of ask them. But what we were doing is so different that there wasn't anybody really around here that we could talk to about the construction and that sort of thing. I went out to Oregon for about a week. Their facility had been open for maybe about four or five years and they realized that they made a lot of mistakes during their construction, their build out. So they said, this doesn't work, this works. Works. They kind of gave me an overview of how to operate the business, things to think about, watch out for, and how to build out the business. And then we went out to Texas, and that's where our equipment manufacturer was out there. So we got to see a little bit of our equipment in operation and float in his facility, and he gave us a little bit more information on what to look out for and what to do. In all of this, when he's coming home talking about, like, my backfield better, what got you to start floating as well? I saw how it helped Tom, and I'm the kind of person where my mind never shuts off. I'm in the shower and I'm like, just mind, be quiet. Like, I don't need to think about these nonsensical things. Like, you know, just give me some peace. And really floating is the only place where my mind will shut off. Now, there are some days where it takes me 30, 45 minutes to get there. But when it happens, it's amazing. I think the best float I've ever had is probably first thing in the morning. Like I just rolled out of bed. Like it's a place where you come as you are. Like, don't be fancy. If you want to come in your jammies, your comfy slippers, please come like that. Whatever makes you happy. I just rolled out of bed one day and went in and that was probably the best float I ever had because my brain wasn't really stirring and awake yet. The stressful life of two businesses and two kids and I'm just a perfectionist and I'm always kind of reviewing things and trying to make things better and when I can get in the float and just have that clarity, just that moment of peace, it's an amazing thing. I'm a meditator and one of the main things that gets in the way of the mind can be the body. Do you do any kind of meditation or stuff like that while you're in there? Or do you? Yes. I tried meditation outside of floating and it didn't work for me because I couldn't turn my brain off. And I've had a couple accidents in my life too. So I have a lot of chronic pain in my neck. When I was 10, I fell out of a tree. When I was 18, I was in a head-on collision in a car. I have a lot of chronic pain in my neck and sometimes positions of sitting, even in yoga, trying to find that space. But floating being zero gravity, I feel detached from my body. I don't have any of that pain. Have you seen the lights yet when you're, when you're flying? Oh, so when people want to try this, every now and then people will see lights. The second time I floated and I got really bummed because I thought like, oh my God, how's the hour already over? I, I float with my eyes closed. I thought someone had turned, because when your time's up, someone will walk by and turn on the lights. Or And I'm like, how are the lights on? I was seeing lights and I open my eyes back to darkness. You get certain experiences in there that are, it's fun to describe because like you'll lose sense of space. You'll think you're spinning on axis. Like you'd be, <laughs> right. is 
the, the cabin is big, but it's not big enough. Like I think I'm around your height, like five ten. Yeah. You can't spin right. in a circle, but you'll think you're spinning in a circle, and it's this, this experience. I know Gabby, one of my coworkers, was like, "I felt like I was in the womb." Like you kind of like, yeah. right, we've sure, which is a fun thing to get. Have you guys had any kind of like real fun, interesting float experiences yourself? Yesterday, I felt like I was floating uphill. Oh. So you're you're familiar with how our cabins are, right? Yeah. How that one end there's the the clear glass shower door. I realize claustrophobia is irrational. It makes no sense. Just because I'm in a small space, I'm okay. My conscious brain knows that, but the primal part of me doesn't (laughs) buy it yet. So I float the other way where it's a little bit more restrictive. The tub is a little bit more narrow Mm -hmm. and it's much more soundproof and lightproof at that end. So I float at that end. And when I was floating, I felt like I was like I have an inversion table at my house. And I kind of felt like I was going uphill a little bit. I thought one point I had stood up because I felt so much momentum of moving upwards. Mm -hmm. I thought I had just kind of gotten into place and just thought the need to stand. And it was another one of the things where you're like, nope, still horizontal, still in this. And all of that, That's like wild. all those are kind of like there was the other night I went there. And this is something I, I kind of dug out of. I came there and I was happy. I even told you when I walked in, I'm like, I'm super stressed. This is great. I'm so excited because I'm really stressed out. By the end of the hour, I left there giggling. Yeah, That's it's, awesome. Yeah, is It all seemed after you have that hour. When you have to work through everything in an hour, it's like it all seemed like, was I angry? That seems so silly. I was giggling about it. You came up with the Whisper Lounge. A lot of uh, their float center owners talked us. They were trying to talk us out of it, saying, well, that room's not going to generate any revenue. You should put sauna in there or think of cryotherapy in there. That's really not generating any revenue. Why are you going to do that? I said, because it's important to me. If it's important to me, I think it's going to be important to our guests. After floating, you're in this la-la state, right? (laughs) You're feeling flotastic and you don't want to rush right back out to your car or tackle your to-do list of your groceries or whatever. You just want to have a place where you can chill. I mean, I've done massage before and you feel great after massage, right? And then you have to leave and it's like, <laughs> I'm not ready to go yet. So that's out. why we yeah. created the Whisper Lounge. It's just a place where you can collect your thoughts and, and be. It's really a special place to people. We had a guest come who had recently lost her father and she wrote his eulogy. Oh my goodness. It's important for us that our customers, they have a place to reconnect with the world, I mm-hmm. guess. Chill out, have some tea, read, color. You know, we have those little coloring books in there. Yeah, the adult coloring books. Yeah, adult coloring book. A lot of people love that room and it's a big part of what we do. It's a total emotional call. How do you find hydro massage? We knew that coming to floating, people are going to be really new to it and they're going to be anxious. The hydro massage, if you do that first, brings your anxiety level down and it puts you in a nice, relaxed state. So you're really ready for the float afterwards. Massage is familiar. We realize for most people that flotation is a little bit different and it's new. For the people who are willing to come in and try it, we want them to have a great first experience because they're going to be our best advertising. They're going to tell their friends about it. We call them our canary down the coal mine. (laughs) I always ask them, have you floated anywhere before? Have any of your friends floated? You're the one who's going to tell all your friends about it. So I want to make sure that you have a great experience. And the hydro massage, like she said, it brings down your anxiety and it starts to loosen up your muscles too because of the because of the warmth there so physically it feels good and emotionally the anxiety because a lot of people do have some anxious moments about it they don't clearly understand what they're getting themselves into yet and the hydro massage it's a good buffer so we knew we needed to offer something else to people brings me back because i didn't finish my ankle story yet oh yeah i didn't finish my ankle story it started in 1987 <laughs> time traveled yeah all right so let's bring it back up to just recently probably what three months ago yes my back was still i was still having issues. Mm-hmm. 
you know, the, um, the floating takes away the pain, but it's not going to fix the vertebrae. It's not going to fix the deteriorated discs. I have three deteriorated discs in my lower back. I'm really, really resistant to getting surgery. I've done chiropractic. I've done physical therapy. The next thing, that's surgery. I think if I could hold off maybe another 10 years, maybe there'll be some sort of magical injection that they inject new healthy disc tissue into your spine. So the longer I could hold off, I think the better that technique will become refined. You know, I've had some friends who've had back surgery and okay their back doesn't hurt as much anymore but now their foot doesn't lift up there's always like some sort of secondary mm -hmm. unintended consequence i'm gonna hold off as long as i possibly can but the fact of the matter is i have three bad discs in my lower back the next day could be a bad day I still work out six days a week. I'm still able to function and do everything. But some days, if I stand up out of this chair, I may stand up too quick and my back will go out a little bit. Thankfully, now I could go into the float tub and I could get an angle where I could adjust my back myself. Once the Epsom salt kind of releases everything, and mm. I could correct myself. But I was getting frustrated with that, you know, being more of a perfectionist. I want to be better now. And I don't want to make choices of I can do this and not do that. I want to be able to do everything that I want to do. So we found somebody in town, a different kind of physical therapist, and this would be a good person for your next show. Oh, please. I love it when people suggest guests. Yeah. So <laughs> it's um, it's called Tucky and Associates. They bill themselves as physical therapy. I've had a lot of physical therapy, and this is something different. It's called facials, counter strain. facial counter strain. I went there for my first visit and, you know, going through through the evaluation, the lady had me walk, you know, take 10 steps down, 10 steps back. And the first thing she said to me, she said, have you ever had an ankle injury? And I said, yeah, a long time ago. She's like, well, it didn't heal right. All of the other practitioners that I've been to never picked up on it. And I never noticed it myself. If I stand, you know, with my feet just in a natural position, my left foot is straight ahead and my right foot is ever so slightly oh. to the right. And she said, that's throwing your hips off, which is throwing your back off. So my back injury started in 1987 with an ankle injury. Oh, my goodness. And just after all these years, my body's been compensating for it. But now that I'm almost an older age. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, compensation, Not quite 50. <laughs> yeah, the, old, the uh, compensation factor has caught up to me. It all comes back to that ankle injury in 1987. Oh, man. Yeah. But this Tucky, what got me on them is they said, if you don't see improvement in six tries, don't come back. Oh, really? Yeah. I like when someone has the gusto to say right. stuff exactly. like that. That's what got me. <laughs> so I went there, and I'm telling all my customers about it now, too, because there's a lot of people who come in who see us who have back pain. I'm like, I'm with you. I feel your pain, literally. I'm with you. But, man, this place has been outstanding. Do you see the bulk of people coming to flotation therapy? It's chronic pain or do you see people that want to float or is it? We get a lot from column A and column B. We have a lot of different, some people, we call them the, the tourists. Maybe I heard about it on a podcast. Or <laughs> they're not going to do it as some sort of lifestyle or life-changing thing. They're going to come in, check the box. Oh yeah, I did that. And they're going to have a nice topic to talk about at a dinner party. They're not really interested in any sort of long-term benefits of it. They just want to check the box. Oh, I did that and have the, the story. And then we have some people who meditate and they think this is a good way to take meditation to the next level. Or we get a lot of runners. You know, when you're really starting to pound down those miles, training up for a race, and the day after a race, we usually book up. We do really well with runners. We do a fair amount of people with Lyme disease, fibromyalgia, those chronic pain conditions, mm -hmm. back pain. So we do well with those people too. And those are the people who who come back. They see the benefit and they keep coming back. So with pop culture, actually, I was kind of curious with you guys. Did you either of you watch Stranger Things? Yes. Did you have a fun moment where they kind of got it wrong, but okay? I'm like, are they using rock salt? Is <laughs> that, isn't that 
going to be cold. How are they heating that water? It's how is that melt? Uh, you know, lots and lots of questions. <laughs> it's not like that at all. I appreciated what they tried to accomplish. It's that fun kind of thing where you know Hollywood gets like a quarter of it right. So, <laughs> do you have anybody coming in wanting to do like a, I want to try and see the upside down world? Of course, we saw you know those kind of jokes on our Facebook page about the upside down and things like that. People you know want to have fun and and we like to have fun too. That's why we have those silly job titles for ourselves because we don't take ourselves seriously. We just want to be approachable and open and be inviting to people. You guys are over on Gas House Pike and you lucked out you're just before the edge of the world, so to speak, with the construction. Yay. So if, <laughs> if people are familiar, I guess an unfortunate landmark when I go to you guys is you're the left right at when all the construction is. You just take that left. Exactly. If anyone has trouble knowing where you guys are, I think now everyone will know where that is. We built there because the golf course is right across the street. You know, there are other locations that we looked at in Frederick, but we thought, like, would you rather our customers come out and look at the back of another building, or mm. would you rather our customers come out after they've just spent this hour of peace and relaxing and look at a golf course? A said, nice green space with nice trees. Wide open. Right. Yeah. Right. Nice, wide open green space. So that's a little bit better. They didn't tell us they were tearing up the road, though. (laughs) (laughs) I think that caught everybody off guard. Yeah. I end every interview with the exact same question. What has you excited for the future? We're in the process, and I say in the process because it's proving to be a challenging process. <laughs> we want to open another location in Columbia. In August, we met with a property uh, leasing agent, and we struck a deal, and they never gave us a lease. We found another place, and it's not easy because we want, for us, a space has to be, we don't want to be on the beaten path. We want to be adjacent to the beaten path. We don't want to be super hard to find, but we don't want to be right in the middle of everything because we could soundproof all we want, but if there's a fire truck parked in your front lobby, there's going to be a noise. There's certain things that we look for in a property. So it's been a little bit challenging. We don't want to be next to a karate studio. We don't want to have a hardcore lifting gym above us. Actually, we don't want anybody above us. So finding the space that fits our needs has been challenging. But we found another space. We got as far as architect laying out the space plan for us. We're like, all right, cool, we're going. They sold the property. They sold the property. Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they sold the property. So now we're kind of back to square one. The only thing that we have going for us is we've already establish a relationship with Howard County permits people, and they've been really open to what we're doing. It's better. We've learned from what we did in Frederick. It's better (laughs) to really talk to the people who are going to actually be doing the inspections for them to understand what exactly that we're doing, because we're not a sandwich shop. They've inspected a lot of sandwich shops before, right? We're completely different, and there's water and electricity. I get it. So we've worked out that with the inspectors. That's what we're hopeful for. We're hopeful for another location in Columbia. Awesome. This year. Well, hey, fingers crossed. (laughs) 2018, double the floats. This year. (laughs) You know, and everything that we sell in Frederick will be transferable to there. And we just had the Christmas rush, so people bought a lot of gift certificates for us. Everything that we sell, it never expires. So if you buy a a gift certificate from us in 2016, even when we were a different name, you know, we could have been shady and said, no, this is a whole new business. We're not out. But no, everything that we do, we try to treat the customer fairly. We're fair with Groupon, too. And if you buy it from Groupon, that voucher from Groupon expires in, I don't know if it's three months. or or If you bought a Groupon last year and you didn't use it, as long as we could still redeem it from the Groupon system, even if it's expired, we honor it. We try to treat people very, very fairly. I think if they do one float, they'll come back. It shouldn't be a one and done Mm -hmm. because it's like meditation or yoga. It's a practice. You can't just do it once and think you're going to get the full benefits of it. You need to come back and keep trying. Well, that was I was telling our Laura who tried. She's like, I couldn't contact. 
concentrate. I'm like, well, you need to keep at it. What are you yeah. trying to concentrate on? You just learn to let go. It's yeah. like Elsa, you know, let it go. Come here and let it go. <laughs> that was a song. Yep. The most Tibetan song no one's realized. <laughs> right. But yeah, yeah. That's the, it's practice. You don't hit Zen immediately. It's the journey. Yes, it is a journey. And it's <laughs> every float is different. Yes. That's been a good thing. Yeah. Every float I've done, I've gotten a different benefit. The people that will benefit the most, those really chaotic, driven people like us. <laughs> I was going to say, do you have anyone like that? Yeah. They will benefit the most, but they are the least likely to give it a chance. Yeah. If you're always going and your mind is always going and you can't settle down, you can't relax. And there's a difference between relax and sleep. Yes. There's a difference. If you take that active step to relax, that is a world of difference. Yes. Those are the people that will absolutely benefit the most, and those are the people that absolutely are the hardest sell. What benefits people the most is often the thing that they are most hesitant to do. Yes. And that's the weirdest, seemingly the weirdest part of life right now. <laughs> yeah. We'll get there, but self-care matters. Yes. That is self-care is super important. Yes. Well, thank you, guys. Thank I, you. Wonderful to know the story of Lightside Floats. That's the story. And if people want to find out, lightsidefloats.com and Facebook. Yep. Yes. Have it all linked up in the description. Thank you so much. Thank wonderful. you.